The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. And Dom, what a great day to be an Australian. Oh, look, the, the ashes were amazingly sweet. We'll talk about that. But there's other stories as well, including the man who wanted to buy Nauru. Uh, what? Yes, yes. Our dear friend Sam Bankman-Fried, mm. the, the crypto billionaire turned pauper, mm. uh, was going to buy Nauru. We'll talk about that. So <laughs> it's an eclectic show today, but it's all going to be very inspiring. Uh, stay with us. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So the Ashes, Charles, this was uh, amazingly enjoyable. I mean, I, I had wanted Australia to do a, a whitewash to win, win 5-0. Mm. But almost as sweet as that is a test match where England were definitely better, had an amazing first innings total, mm. were out bowling Australia completely, mm. had had us on the ropes, mm. and then a little thing called your English rain came in mm. and ruined the whole thing. And you'd think that England would be used to losing because of rain by now. I mean, English life is largely ruined by the weather. Mm. It shouldn't be news to Englishmen that things suck over there. Mm. Mm. And yet, the whinging has been, even by English standards, quite phenomenal. Well, this is the thing, and they seem to want Australia to sort of just concede. Yes. Because the weather, and I think that this, I I reckon you could write a PhD thesis on the British sensibility, because there were some vox pops amongst Brits this morning uh, on the radio, and it was... It was all about how, well, you know, I think that they should have just played a sixth day uh, because it's going to be fine weather tomorrow, and then we could have won. Well, right. there used to yeah. be that. That's the way it used to yes. work in tests. There was a reserve day. Mm. Who's in charge of the rules again? I believe it's the MCC, isn't it? All? But yes, but I think the thing is that the British, for, for centuries, just had the rule of law, but they would make the rules up as they went along yes. and then claim to the natives that, they didn't follow the rules exactly oh, precisely. It, oh, right. it's an unspoken tradition, you see. Yes, it's, uh, yes. If you'd been to Eton, you'd understand mm. the unspoken tradition. Oh, we've changed the tradition, but uh, it's very important to keep it consistent. And it all came to a grinding halt in about, well, about 1938, mm. right? This is when I sort of set the decline of the British Empire, when this fucking upstart Indian called Mahatma Gandhi yes. started saying, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Which rules are we actually sticking to here? And he started actually saying, no, no, you've got to stick to your own laws and your principles of fair decency. And then the British, I don't know whether you remember, but started like killing all the oh, Indians yes. Who, yes, they did. Who, mm. who, who were peacefully protesting. Non-violent resistance was, yes. was his thing. And they completely flummoxed them. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to About do. Someone who just sat there. Yeah, and, and said, no, no, let's just not change the rules for a sec to be in your favour. Let's just keep them as you said they would be. And that was the and one. And that was it. That was, that was, all was it over. That was all. It that took. was all it took. The British Empire crumbled. I mean, they they killed a lot of people on the way out. Oh, but, sure. It know, was like, a slow and brutal yeah. 
yeah. uh, departure. But uh, yeah, because I was, I was, I'd forgotten about the Mau Mau rebellion in the early 1960s. People so often do in in Kenya, which by some measures was the single greatest genocide per capita in the history of humanity because they I think they killed uh, 300 the Brits killed I think 300,000 Kikuyu which were the main tribe who were fighting against in the Mau Mau revolution rebellion on the way out the door and I think Kenya only had about 12 million people at the time so to kill 300,000 of them was a lot of people to kill and and that, that that particular rebellion was particularly bizarre because the Mau Mau just believed like it was sort of almost semi-religious, right? And so they had to get into the brains of all the Kenyans to find out whether that they they believed in freedom, right? And it became very sinister. So they started. I just, don't know anything about this. Yeah, no, it was it was because I was raised in an English-inspired education system. Mm. So of course we didn't tend to run through the English genocides. It was, but those Germans were monsters. Yes. No, well, what, what England had done is they, all the most brutal decolonizers who'd sort of lost in India and they kept on losing throughout the 1950s in all these pissy little countries around the world, they all ended up, it was the final stand in Kenya. And, uh, yeah, it was a bloodbath. Yeah. Anyway, what, what point a great is, heritage do we, we have. Point mm. is... Day five of uh, the third, uh, the fourth test, was it? Yeah, Day, day f- five of the fourth the f- test. Well, the fourth test reminded me very much of the decolonisation of England and why the Brits complain about everything all the time when things don't go their way because they, they've got centuries of tradition of just making it up as they go along and sucks to be fucking you is what I would say. Here's Morgan, uh, the person who blocked me because I pointed people to his uh, poor ethics as a journalist. He didn't like that. Um, He tweeted this and and so enjoyable to read. FFS, has there ever been a less deserved retention of the ashes? From the best of debacle to this rain-soaked fiasco, it's an absolute farce that Smoking Australia have ended up with the urn still in their hands. England comfortably the better side, as this test showed, gutting. Hang on, hang on. If Australia were comfortably the better side, why did they win the first two? First two tests. (laughs) Fairly comfortably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, England did play very well. Well well done to them. It makes it all the more enjoyable Mm. uh, that Australia... Clearly we're going to lose. And that Piers Morgan and that Piers Morgan yeah. is still upset about it. See, my, my hope for the Australian, Australian men's team there is that when they retain the Ashes, mm. they celebrate it in the most fitting way possible. Oh, yes. With water. No beer, just what? lovely rainwater. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. Just, you know, keep... Keep it going for the for the fifth test because we mm. need to smash them and you know, win the whole thing well, legitimately. Because you know that they don't celebrate with champagne anymore. That oh. was that was another thing that Piers Morgan got really angry at. Oh, of course. They don't have shbolly. Because well, and it's because Usman Khawaja is dry. Like, oh, of course, because he's Muslim, mm. and so. In re- out of respect for one of their teammates, yes. they decided to do away with the champagne tradition. I'm actually quite impressed by that. I know mm. they're, they're really they're really sort of nice people, right? And so, of course, Piers Morgan oh, got incredibly you angry. You don't defer. You, you don't, don't defer to a Muslim. <laughs> They'll get ideas. <laughs> They'll become uppity Muslims. I mean, look at what and then happened. You end up with Pakistan. Look what happened in in the long room where all the all the members picked on Kawaja, who had nothing to do mm. with the run out. <laughs> All the players in the team. Yeah. Uh, he was he was adjacent to the incident with Carey mm. and Cummins and Smith yes. while being brown. That's mm. why they got upset with him. <laughs> oh well, we could get angry with you, Pat, but we probably do cousins. Yeah. That Kawaja <laughs> fellow, he must oh, have thought of it. Yes. Oh, they're shits. <laughs>
So there you go. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I like that they, that they stay dry. Why not? Yes. Why not? Um, so we need to win the, the fifth test. But if we, even if we don't, we've retained the Ashes. We'll win the series. Uh, we, we should at some stage have a chat about what climate change is going to end up doing to England. Oh, at some point. Maybe after the next test. Because mm. uh, I'm reading a book about the jet stream at the moment. Which oh, is you're very interested in the jet stream, the, aren't you? The underwater. Mm. Yeah, because it's, it's basically going to collapse at some point. And when that happens, well, England will be praying for rain. <laughs> because Are you saying that England's going to be even less inhabitable than it is now? I yes. spent two years of my life living there. It is a shithole. Like, in all sincerity, the notion that you would punish convicts by sending them out of Britain into Australia <laughs> is the most, one of the stupidest studies they've ever had. Oh, no. Oh, oh, I have to go and live, A, away from English people mm. and, B, in a place with a nice climate. Oh, no. I won't do it again, Your Honour. <laughs> what a stupid country where all my ancestors come from. Anyway, uh, let's move on let's to move on from the cricket. We more said we fruitful were. topics. Mm. What, what were you wanting to talk about? Now, look, we've for a while now we've had an eye on Sam Bankman-Fried. This is the uh, the FTX uh, fraudster essentially and, mm. and Charles described in wonderful detail earlier in, earlier in the year, or was it last year? Yes. And just the way that he basically shuffled money around and they would you know, approve expenses over WhatsApp and mm. the girlfriend was involved at supposedly at arm's length and they all lived in the same, didn't they all live in the same apartment? They lived in the time? same apartment but also it was one of those beautiful things where they, you know, like at no point were they insolvent because the company, one company had borrowed all the money mm. and then the other company had said, well, we've got a whole lot of assets based in all these loans that we've made yes. to mm. other people, i.e., my girlfriend. Yes. And that's how they kept the whole thing afloat for years. A Ponzi scheme. Plus they launched their own stupid coin. Yes. It was, it was supposed to be a stable coin, but it was in no way. Stable. They, just because you say something stable doesn't mean that it's stable. Mm. That's um, yes. true of many a relationship. Anyway, <laughs> um, so at one point in his mania, um, Sam bankman mm. had this idea that he wanted to buy Nauru. Now, firstly, he clearly didn't know anything about Nauru. Yes. Nauru you, being been... an island. I haven't been to Nauru, no. Oh. A lot of our friends have been our to fr- Nauru. Yeah, our fr- one yeah. of our friends, a few of our friends went there flying through to the Philippines on the cheapest possible flight. And they got they got stranded. This was in the days before Nauru became a place which has paid hundreds of millions of dollars to be a gulag for Australia. Oh, and, and even not now. I mean, there's nothing there's no there, there anymore. We're still paying them. Well, they get $300 million for not being a gulag. Yeah, um, and, and it's an island essentially made out of bird shit. This is, what happened was that yes. birds repeatedly shat on some rocks and there was guano, they mined the guano. It's not hmm. there anymore. It's basically mostly a wasteland. Anyway, so he clearly wasn't aware of that. And and it's it's tiny. It's a tiny island. You can walk from one end of the island to the other in about 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's a quirk of international law that it even counts as its own country. But it does. And so Bankman Freed decided at one point that a sensible thing to do with all of his money would be to buy, buy to the, buy Nauru. An actual country. If you bought a country, that would be perfect because you'd be protected. Like you, you could make up laws. Immunity. You could make yeah. up laws that running a Ponzi scheme is a marvellous. It's encouraged. You could yeah. be like the British. Yes, you could. <laughs> so Nauru has, has a population of about 10,000. Make up the laws as you go along. So isn't that extraordinary? Yeah. But pay them all that money and there's only 10,000 of them. Yes. None of them presumably need to work. All they need, had no. to do is have a country. Yes. Why don't we have our own country? 
Well, I think this this is I mean, exactly what Sam should. was thinking. Yeah. So what his idea was yeah. to was to go and purchase the sovereign nation of Nauru, and he wanted to construct a bunker slash shelter. Mm. I'm quoting here from the documents. It would be used for some event where 50 to 99.99 percent of people die to ensure that most EAs survive. Do you know what an EA is? An executive assistant? No, it's a well, yes, but <laughs> it's an effective altruist. This is this uh, oh, thing he was all about. No. Where oh. he, he wanted to try and maximise the impact of charitable giving while also running a Ponzi scheme. Wait, Somehow, wait, so, wait, hey, so, so, hang on. So, uh, 99.9% of people die. So, what? in the event that somewhere between 50%, and if, if it was 49%, he wasn't interested in moving to Nauru. But if, if the majority of humans died, he wanted to ensure that other people who were capable of defrauding people while also pretending that they were uh, altruistic oh, yeah, and charitable yeah, yeah. Cause, cause survived. The, yeah, and so just to give people a, a sense of what effective altruism is, I know the answer to this, mm. which is that someone who believes that you should do good but in the long term. Oh, yeah, don't right. rush. So, don't, so the whole point is you don't think about, well, that man is starving, let's give him some food. No, that, God, would, be, no. that would be ineffective altruism because all you're doing is sustaining the problem mm. of that man staying alive and wanting more food. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. I mean, sort of. Short-term the, thinking. Ah, the terrible. hungry person needs food. What Soup you, kitchens are, are basically yeah. a, a terrible idea because they yeah. give people what they want. Yes. What you do is you work out what should happen in a hundred years time you go oh all the world should be fed right that's and the way to be an effective altruist is to then make up what you think that the path to uh making world hunger not happen in a hundred years time wow and then and then that's the answer to your problem so you become an effective altruist you can feel good about yourself doing good for the world but you say the path to prosperity for everyone is that I make a shit ton of money and then in a hundred years' time I can buy everyone enough food forever, right? That's great. So so after the people who are starving have died, yes. then we'll, we'll just work on changing the whole system. Yes. Can you imagine some some homeless person or some 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 person on the street mm. wants money Yes. and that's the lecture no, you give them? But you would explain it explain to them it. and they'd go, oh, okay. No, well, don't, look, yes. I, I'm not going to help you because if I give you this money, mm. uh, it, will, it will be much better if I kept it yes. and you to change the whole world financial system. Yes. That is that is the theoretical mm. maximum of being mm. a patronising fuck. G- you can't, you can't <laughs> get more than that. G- give a man a dollar and he can eat food for a day. Teach a man how to... Sorry, teach, well, so it's, 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 teach a man. Give a, teach a man teach how a to man, fish, teach and a, he can t- he can feed himself. No, no, but what if you transform the entire uh, world? Uh, there are no more fish <laughs> at all. <laughs> then there's no. It's not a problem. He doesn't need fish. No, no I, have it. I, I, what I was going to say is, yeah, give a man a fish, he will eat for a day. Teach a man. That in a hundred years' time, it'll be much better if he doesn't get a fish today. Oh, that's good. And mm. everything will be solved. See, the, the issue is not that he's hungry, it's that he wants a fish. Yes, yeah. that's right. And and then but he'll yes. also be keen to learn how to fish. Mm. And we're st- you're banging at gender specific because it always is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so you just need to essentially brainwash the person. Like, yes. like if you were able to somehow um, modify people's brains so that they didn't feel hunger, mm. then it would be fine. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. Getting back to Nauru. Yes, back Did to he Nauru. manage to buy it? Like, did, uh, is no. it for sale? Like, I mean, I know it's the people, the government there seems to be very much for sale. I don't think that, I can't see that being the problem. Um, what happened was, uh, I think this was just a brain fart, but it was a pretty amazing brain fart. So the other aspects of it were. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? When, when you've got a billion dollars and you have a brain fart, mm. then suddenly you buy Twitter and turn it into X. Like, oh, my gosh. Well, we'll, have, we'll do a whole episode of Welcome <laughs> to the Future on Elon's latest plan. So that what they're also going to do, uh, and this is just a little memo. It was a memo that they were planning. They wanted to have uh, sensible regulation around human genetic enhancement and build a lab there. So they were going to create superhumans with genetic engineering in Nauru. Good idea. And then, <laughs> this is the thing that I'm quoting, probably there are other things it's useful to do with a sovereign, sovereign country too. So oh, un, sort of unspoken. unspecified yeah. things you can only do with uh, with sovereignty. But it does it does mm. make a very good point. Why hasn't Elon Musk, for instance, bought a country? It doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't he do that? I'm not sure you can buy a country. Oh, you probably can if it's Nauru. But, what, I mean, it, like even if you bought up all the land, you still... Wouldn't have the like. What, yeah, you what just would... pay everyone to leave, and then you if you just pay every Nauruan to leave Nauru, and then you have an election of all the people who are still on Nauru, and, and you just legitimate it, and you become king. It's not hard. You become because who are they going to sue? There's no and you'd rebrand it. It's no court. And well, just X. If you're X Elon. and yeah. and you'd get it all off tax. Yeah, there'd be no oh, tax. No, ex- no, but there would have to be tax because you'd have to tax yourself to pay for everything. Oh yeah, they'd figure that out with WhatsApp <laughs> messages, wouldn't they? But also you wouldn't. You You'd never get extradited. You couldn't possibly. I mean, the yes. whole system is just completely fantastic for no accountability. So how much do you reckon it would cost to, like if Australia's prepared to give $300 million to Nauru for basically I nothing? It cost a lot more. Maybe if we doubled it, we could just take the whole thing over. Yeah. You know what? Oh, you know what we okay. should Why do? don't we do a crowdfund? We should do a crowdfund, but you know it would be in, enormously enjoyable. I oh, know, but it, you'd have to share the crowdfund with all the other annoying people who bankrolled the crowdfund. I want, I want us to... to um, basically, take over Nauru mm. and send the Australian second eleven mm. uh, to be the Nauru cricket team, yes. which would then beat England. Yes, I want another team yes. to beat England. And, and <laughs> the great thing is, they wouldn't realise that they go, "Well, here, here's a team we can beat yes. and play Nauru, and then uh, the, our seconds would would still beat them." I love it. And they'd be another series. They'd get so angry, they'd have to burn something else for ashes. And we, yeah, well, they could burn Piers Morgan. <laughs> they could burn Piers Morgan. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It'd be the the, the piercers. Yeah. But it would be the thing. It would be the ashes that you wouldn't want. It'd be oh, like, oh, smell we've got p- <laughs> It'd smell more. awful. Can you uh, imagine? Yeah, don't yeah, we don't want, don't want that. Uh, Although, uh, totally open to him being immolated. <laughs> I just don't think we want to retain any of it. <laughs> yes, indeed. So there you go. Uh, he wanted to buy the whole of Nauru. Um, what an extraordinary visionary he was. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't. So well, now he's going to go to jail forever. This is the problem with laws, isn't it? Yeah, is I agree. The, you then run into them. Slow down creatives. Yes, that's right. Well, entrepreneurs. Visionaries. The entrepreneurial spirit is just forever doused out by the reign of 
laws and rules. And There's also an article in the New York Times, by the way, in which um, Bankman Freed's girlfriend, Caroline Ellison, mm. she wrote all these Google Docs, um, which of course stick around forever in the cloud, mm. about A, her doubts about her ability to run Alameda Research, <laughs> <laughs> and B, her relationship problems with, uh, with Sam Bankman Freed. So Sam McMurray then shared these documents with the New York Times to try and help his case. Oh. And instead made himself look like even more of a shit. So he was he's trying to claim that Ellison was responsible for all the, cl- the, the crimes. He's, he's oh, trying I see. to pass all the Ponzi scheme um, onto his, onto his onto girlfriend. His ex. Oh, yeah. into his ex. now ex. What a toxic ex. Imagine That's that. Pretty ba- I've heard yeah. of some pretty bad exes over the years. Yeah. But, but an ex who tried to pass their massive Ponzi scheme onto you, so you're the one that went to prison. Pretty dodgy. I can see why Elon wants to name Twitter after it. Our gear is from Road. We are part of the Iconoclast Network. Catch you tomorrow. Soon to be headquartered on beautiful Nauru. That's a very good idea. the price is right. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.